truly can the world see Jesus in you. Amen. Uh, Dean mentioned that we're going to go back to our Bible study on Wednesday about Joseph. And it's time to bring Joseph's father from uh, uh, Canaan to Egypt. And uh, they came about 770 people. And after like 40 years, 400 years plus, they became over 1 million people in Egypt. And uh, they were, uh, at that time, very much oppressed, the nation. And uh, they uh, wanted freedom. They wanted to be free and uh, leave and go back to their land. And uh, the Lord sent them Moses. And Moses came to Pharaoh and uh, in chapter 5, told Pharaoh, chapter 5, verse 1, Moses and Aaron came and said to Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, let my people go, that they may celebrate a feast to me in the wilderness. It's a beautiful story. We're going to cover it in our Bible studies. But I want to, I want to uh, concentrate today about uh, the cry of freedom and there is I tell you right now there is no freedom except in the Lord Jesus Christ that's final and the cry was there let my people go and without any further uh, introduction I want to go directly to the subject and may God use it to speak to our hearts Satan is like Pharaoh does not want you to go. The message was clear and simple. After it became obvious that Moses was not going to give up at all. And thank God for such a leader. Pharaoh attempted to what? Negotiate. And let me tell you one thing. Satan attempts to negotiate with us all the time. Be careful. No negotiations with the devil. Don't give him a chance. Tell him to go and get behind you. Satan wants us also to settle for something less than full salvation. He offered here, in this morning, he offered some alternatives. I hope I can cover them all. Four, uh, in total, I picked up four alternatives. And he proposed this alternative to substitute for God's plan for the people. In Exodus chapter 8 and verse 25, Pharaoh in verse, verse 25, chapter 8, if you want to open it, that's fine. <coughs> Exodus 8:25, And Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, Go, sacrifice to your God within the land. In other words, after Moses told him that we need to go and sacrifice. We need to leave. And Pharaoh answered with a substitute plan. He says, well, go and offer your sacrifice, but stay in the land. If you notice here, go, uh, go and sacrifice within the land. Satan is always uh, open for negotiations. 
What is he saying? You can hardly <coughs> listen to what, as a Christian, to what Pharaoh is offering. But to uh, everyone else who is not saved this morning, to the world, Satan's voice is, you can be a worldly Christian. There is nothing wrong with that. Did you see what his spirit? You can believe all you want. Just stay where you are. I will give you liberty to do anything you want. But don't uh, leave. Don't leave the land. The problem with that is we can stay where we are. And be where God wants us to be. We can stay in Egypt and please God. Salvation, let me tell you, dear brothers and sisters, salvation is a journey. And thank God in this, for this journey. You might be at the very beginning of the journey. You might be uh, probably one-third. You might be, uh, have done half the journey. And uh, I don't know when the journey is going to end. But we know for sure the end of the journey is not the grave. The end of the journey is being with Jesus Christ in heaven. Life, as we said, salvation is a journey and we must forsake Egypt. You know, Abraham, when he was called, did he say, well, I'll, whatever you want me to do, I'll stay here amongst my people in the Ur of the Chaldeans? What did he say? Lord, whatever you say, he packed his things and left the Ur of the Chaldeans. When he was called, he left. When Lot went and stayed and lived in uh, Sodom, he had to leave Sodom to get away from the wrath to come. He couldn't live there for good because he would have been burnt with the rest of Sodom. The prodigal son must leave the far country where the pigs are and where he was eating with them to be reunited with his family. There must be a departure. There must be a leaving. You cannot. As Moses said, we will not stay here. We have to leave. You cannot stay in Egypt and pretend to be a Christian. You cannot live amongst the worldly people and say, well, I can change them. Let me tell you one thing. They will change you before you touch them. You cannot pretend to be and listen to Satan. Well, you can be a Christian everywhere. And you hear it all day long. You hear it from people who pretend to be Christians. And may God bless them. But look at their lives. Look where they were. Look where they are. You see no changes. You see the way they are. They're still, they are, they are the way they were all the time. And they are no blessing to others. Noah condemned the world by taking a stand for God. And he built a big boat, an ark, and was saved with his family. You know, if you think of it, it is a lie of the devil that 
would tell you that we can have one faith without following. Faith without following. Once you put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, you have a leader to follow. Once you accept Him as Savior, you cannot live in a vacuum. Not anymore. You have lived in a vacuum before Christ. But once you found Christ, you have a leader to follow. And this leader is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Is there a better one? You cannot have faith without following. And so many people choose. Say, yeah, we have the faith. But you know, we follow. All, all roads leads to Rome. And that's okay. We can follow any leader we want. As long as when we get to the end, we will see my good works outweigh my bad works. And depending on how uh, the scale tips will be there. Oh, no. No. You've got to make a decision here. You've got to follow Christ. You've got faith follows Christ. And we know if anyone decides to follow me, what does he do? Deny himself. Pick up his cross daily and follows me. May God help our hearts. Faith without following. Another one Satan suggests. Like Pharaoh. Life without leaving. Oh, I want to have a new Christian life. But did you leave the old life? Did you leave the old habits? Did you surrender your life to Jesus Christ? Did you give up everything to follow him? He says, leave Everything, carry your cross and follow him. Yes, there is no life without leaving the old one. So many would like to combine. And they stay because I like my old life. You know one thing. Did you try the new one? Did you try Jesus? Is the answer to every problem under the sun. Take him. And there another one. And many believe what Satan says. Well, also, a crown without a cross. You cannot reach up there before you carry the cross in here. You cannot see Jesus and hope that it will be soon before you carry your own cross. And that cross could be people laughing at you. Could be that your mom and dad persecuting you. People mocking at your faith. People calling you a Christian. Are you willing? Let me tell you one thing. If you're aiming for that crown, you better carry the cross in here. Let's coexist, Satan says. There's okay. There's plenty of land. Go and sacrifice here. And let us be friends, Moses. Doesn't he say that? Stay in Egypt. No. Someone said, let me read this to you. We would just as soon stay on the Titanic, for with all its splendor, it is destined to the deep. You cannot stay in Egypt and not sink. Get out of there. Forget about coexistence. Forget about friendship with this world. Forget about everything else. You know what the Bible says in Second uh, Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 14. We cannot be friends in this world. We cannot coexist with the devil. Do not be bound together with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness 
and lawlessness. Or what fellowship has light with darkness. Be careful about that. Yes, Jeremy Taylor, one of our Christian writers, says, We are safe at sea. Safer in the storm God sends us than when we are befriended by this world. I prefer the storm with Jesus than peace in this world. May God send the storms. And when He is in the storm, He can quiet and hush the storm and everything will be peaceful and we are in Jesus Christ. But in this world without Christ, let me tell you one thing. You are in danger all the time. So, so Pharaoh, we're not going to stay in Egypt. We need something else. Don't compromise, dear brother and sister. Don't compromise. If there is someone here today is compromising his stand for the Lord Jesus Christ, I tell you one thing, your life is too precious to gamble it away. Pharaoh brought another situation. He said, don't go. And he tells him, don't go too far. Stay in the land, but don't go too far. Somehow, Satan, in this, has convinced people that <coughs> going too far is uh, not healthy. You won't have my protection. In Exodus 8.28, listen what he says. I will let you go that you may sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness. Only, only, you shall not go very far away. Isn't he, isn't he something when he comes to you in such a nice and tender and quiet voice? Okay, don't leave me. I stay with you. I take care of you. Don't go far. If Satan can't keep you from going, let me tell you one thing. He will at least try to keep you from going far. The modern day Pharaoh, who's the devil himself, he said, don't get carried away. Don't get carried away with all this religious stuff. You're going too far in your life. Hey, you're becoming a fanatic here. You're so much dedicated. Well, we're looking for dedicated people. We're looking for people to say, I give my life to Christ and that's it. I'm not looking back. I have made a commitment. And as God is my witness, I will not go back on this commitment. I want to live for Him forever and ever. I'm not listening to this voice. Another voice says, don't be an extremist. Don't be a fanatic. Did you hear that? They call us Christians who are committed bunch of fanatics or extremists. Yes, you're going too far, dear brother or dear sister. Let me tell you one thing. What the, what the, what the, what the Satan says, a little religion is alright, but too much religion is oh so much. You know when Paul stood before King Agrippa and gave him his testimony how God had changed his life. And how he committed his life to the Lord Jesus Christ and for his cause. And he was willing to go to Rome and die for the sake of the gospel. You know what King Agrippa told him? 
He says, you are trying to convince me with little. Uh, I think you are drunk, Paul. I think you have gone to the other extreme. And the apostle says, no, not at all. I have not. I wish, I wish for you to know my Savior. And I wish you're like me, except these chains. Are people calling you fanatic? Are people calling you names? Are you ashamed to stand for the Lord Jesus Christ because people are mocking, I will mock at you? Let me tell you one thing. Take that stand and do not be ashamed of the Lord Jesus Christ. Many take his advice though. We look around and we see them. Many take the advice of Pharaoh, which is Satan today. They settle right on the border of worldliness. This kind of people wants the crown without the conflict. They don't want to say, listen, you're okay, I'm okay, Uh, leave me at peace, and I'm not willing to pay the price. They stay on the borderline, and someone said they hug the fence, and they live in the shadow of it. Someone said, those who hug the shoreline never see God's wonders in the deep. Let me repeat that. Those who hug the shoreline never see God's wonders in the deep. Only those who are willing to go far with God enter the gates of his kingdom. Where are you today? Are you giving any attention to the devil and his whispers? Is he trying to convince you that just just don't go far with your Christianity? Hey, settle for mediocrity. We are not going to settle for mediocrity. We are going to go above the average. And we are going to live for the Lord Jesus Christ. Granted, this world is appealing. It's appealing to the eyes, the Bible says. It's appealing to the flesh. And many try to strike a friendship and maybe an alliance with it. And let me say this. They have all failed. A.W. Tozer once wrote, A whole new generation of Christians has come up believing that it is possible to accept Christ without forsaking the world. And so many today are trying to do so. And you see them in Hollywood. How many many movie stars, so-called movie stars, they are not stars at all. You are the stars of heaven. They are not. So many of them pretend to be Christians, but later on, Their lives prove otherwise. You cannot live, he says. Hey, this generation, you cannot live and say, I am a Christian and not follow the Lord Jesus Christ and obey. Uh, Harold Linsell, a Christian writer, adds to that, it is right for the church to be in the world. Listen to this. It is right for the church to be in the world. And we are. It is wrong for the world to be in the church. Don't bring it here. 
Say, Lord, take the world out of my heart. Take anything that is worldly out of my life. A boat in water is good, right? That is what boats are for. However, water inside the boat causes it to sink. Are we on the same page with that? Let the world go away. The kids sing, let the world go away. Okay, don't let any of this world, any of Satan's plans, schemes, disturb your mind and stop you from going all the way for the Lord Jesus Christ. In Romans 12, 2, we see, do not be conformed to this world. But be ye transformed by renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the will of God which is good and acceptable and perfect. Let us determine from the beginning that once we agree to going we must go what? All the way. I like Chris Berman. Are you aware of him? He's, he's, he's on ESPN. And when he... When, he sees an interception, and that person uh, the, the intercepts um, the quarterback, and he catches the ball. Does he fall on the ball? No. He runs, and he keeps running, and he breaks the tackles, and keep, keeps running. And then Chris Burns says, go all the way. <laughs> and I like to listen to him. He really, he really is so enthusiastic. He's, I think, the best. When he comes at 4.30 Sunday afternoon. Uh, I told you when. Huh? Not during the prayer meeting. or <laughs> Go all the way. And then you score the touchdown. If you fall on the ball in the middle of the arena, you've done nothing. They might take the ball away from you. But when you hang on to that ball, break the tackles, and do your best, and run to the end zone... Then you have scored the touchdown. Then you have accomplished something for your team. Don't go. Don't go all the way. No, we're going to go all the way. Satan comes in with a third thing. Keep it private. Keep it personal. And this is what exactly Pharaoh said in chapter 10, verse 11. He says... Only the men go. But leave your families behind. As if Pharaoh was saying, Here, if you want to embrace the Bible, and if you want to follow Christ, please keep it to yourself. Why are you going to talk to your family? Why are you going to flaunt it all over? Why are you going to bother other people with this? You want to, you want to be a Bible uh, person? Uh, keep it for yourself. And how many Christians today are closet Christians? How's your testimony? Let me ask you. Well, hey, I keep it to myself. I knew a man. Whenever you ask him how you're doing, you know what he used to answer? By verses. And there was a couple of carnal Christians says, 
I hate to be in the presence of this man. Whatever you talk to him, he quotes a, a, a verse from the Bible. I said, what's wrong with that? Oh, well, he talks about God day and night. He is, he is no fun. I said, I think he is very much fun. <laughs> because he reminds you of God all the time. Do we remind people of our God all the time? Do we remind him that we have a living Savior? Do we remind that world that we have a Redeemer who is alive and who is there with us every day of our life? Keep it to yourself. Uh, don't be one of these evangelicals that they talk about. Don't be a preacher. If you want to go, fine. Leave those you love here in Egypt. Just the men, please, and leave the women behind. And so many people. There's, an, there's a, 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 a thought today. I don't, uh, I don't endorse it. That uh, the church is made for women and children. I want to say something. Thank God for our church. It's made for women, children, and men. Somehow Satan has convinced families that when the men bring in the wife and the children, they deposit them at the door and... Uh, this church stuff is not for me. I'm going to the Raiders game, right? Because it goes, okay, men have other things to do. Men are not made for churches. Men are not made for prayer meetings. No, sir. They are made for churches and prayer meetings. They are made to be leaders of their homes, for their wives and children to follow them in godliness and in respect and in uh, uh, obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ. It's golf time, golf time. Well, you have all the week for golf time. It's not Sunday morning for golf time. This is why Satan puts in the hearts of many. Oh, it's football time. It's soccer time. And anything time, but not church time. Keep it for yourself. Why do you want to flaunt it all over the world? Why do you want everybody to go to church? The church, and let me tell you one thing. The church is made of families. And I love this family of God that is here. And I wish everyone was here this morning, but we have some sick people. Oh, it's made of single people. And thank God for every single person that is here. It's made of people, of young people. I love young people. But I love most those 55 school children in Sunday school back there who are singing, who are learning about Christ. This is the future church there in the back. Come men, come women, come children, come everybody. Bring your children because you're doing them the greatest favor in your life. You're building a church for the future. Keep it private. Hush, hush it. Don't tell anybody about it. And so many people are ashamed to proclaim the Lord Jesus Christ. Some people are ashamed, some Christians, I say it, with Sadness. They are ashamed to open their mouth at, the, at work, in the marketplace, students, at school, everywhere. Let me tell you one thing. Was God ashamed of you when he took the cross of Calvary and died for your sins there? Matthew 10.32 says, Everyone, therefore, who shall confess me before men... I will also confess him before my Father who is in heaven. 
Go spread the word. Let us stand for Christ. Yes, keep it simple. Keep it private. No, we're not. Our answer, what was Moses' answer? It's not going to work, Pharaoh. We're not going to keep it private. Oh, yes. Go spread the word. To all nations, the Bible says. Preach, teach, and baptize. And lo, I am with you till the end of the world. Finally, Satan comes in with another uh, suggestion. Well, go serve. But let your flock stay here. 1024, Exodus. Let your flocks and your herds be detained. Leave your cattle here. And the answer is, there is no salvation without sacrifice or service. You know, cattle uh, constituted their wealth, their food, their basic necessities of life. Uh, It was something more than that also. The cattle (coughs) were needed for them to offer a sacrifice for the Lord. And we as Christians, we should offer sacrifices for the Lord on a daily basis. As Christians, we can tell the world we're coming to church to sing hymns, to offer offer sacrifices of hymns, of good works, of worship to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. When you tell the world about Jesus, you're offering a sacrifice. When you sing a hymn of praise to Him, you're offering a sacrifice. Yes, He offered Himself a sacrifice on the cross of Calvary. And there is no Christianity without that sacrifice. There is no Christians without Christ. And there is no life without the giver of life. Christianity without the cross is void. We will not go without the cattle. He said, cattle, why do you need the cattle? He said, well, if I keep their cattle, they can come back. But why do you need the cattle? He couldn't understand. We want to offer them in thankfulness to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Lord's sacrifice on that old rugged cross, His death, His burial, His resurrection, are the foundation of our life, dear Christians. Our foundation of our service are the foundation of our future reign with Him. Oh, yes. Satan can offer whatever he has to offer. Are we going to negotiate with him? Are we going to listen to him? Are we going to stay in Egypt? Are we going to stay only a little bit far? No, we're going to go all the way. And he has no authority over us because we have been redeemed and bought by the blood of the Lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ. When, uh, last word, when Joshua divided the land to the children of Israel. And they somehow settled in the land of Canaan. After all this, he uttered a couple of words that have always affected my life. And uh, this verse is at the door, outside door in our house. And he told them all, But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The word serve, worship. We will offer ourselves to him. And if we are this morning determined 
to fight this devil all the time and not to listen to him. This is a call for service for all of us. As for me, as for you, as for this church, we shall serve the Lord. We shall not listen to the devil. We shall not let him have anything to do with us, any iota. And we shall go forward serving him until he comes. Yes, Joshua, as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. May God give us burdened hearts. To serve the Lord, you need a burdened heart. You cannot pick and choose. Because the Lord might offer you something to work in His, in a, in, in his church that is not what you want. Are you willing to take it? Oh, yes. When someone said a burdened heart can lead to fruitful service. May God lead us to fruitful service. Let's bow our heads. The Lord spoke to my heart with this message. If the Lord spoke to your heart with this message, I pray that when you leave, you leave a different person. If you've been listening to the whispers of the devil, I tell you, I ask you this very morning, say, Satan, get behind me. I am not. I'm not going to stay in your turf. I'm going to get out and go serve him and obey him. Uh, is you still are you a on the borderline? Hmm. Ask yourself this question: Have I been a loyal Christian to the Lord Jesus Christ? Is my life a life that speaks to the world about Him? Am I really serving Him the way He wants me to serve? Am I loyal to him? Am I sincere in my life? These are questions only you only can answer. Ask the Lord to speak to your heart. If there is someone here who doesn't know the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior and this person is still living in Egypt which is in the world and you're tired and sick from this world. Well, the Lord Jesus is calling you. Come unto me and I will give you rest. God can change your life. Can change your heart. Can give you true happiness and peace. Ask the Lord to come into your heart this morning. and Say, Lord, I hereby give you my life completely. If there is such a person and you, you want me to pray for you, just while every eye is closed, every head is bowed, lift up your hand. Say, yes, Adel, pray for me. If there's someone, say, yes, pray for me. I'd like, I'd like to follow Jesus all the way. Is there someone? Yes, I see you. Our Father, we thank you this morning for your presence. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for the liberty that we have that we can still preach the gospel and share with our friends and families. We thank you for your word. May this word bring fruits into our lives. Bless each and every person who is here and help us 
if we have taken any decisions towards serving you and living for you and uh, separate ourselves to you, may these decisions be final decisions, permanent decisions, so we can honor your name as long as we live. Bless each and every one here this morning. We pray that you dismiss us with your wonderful blessing and be with us for the rest of the day and the week so we can honor you in everything we do. In Jesus' name we ask and pray. Amen. The meeting is over. Thank you for coming. May God bless you all and be with you.